dun 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 the great cancelling will commence thank you for uh joining us tonight um pierre is just fixing one of the bolts that's popped on the portal um so he's out in space right now fixing that so thanks puppy pierre it's uh it's his birthday this week so when you comment in the comments later make sure you say happy birthday big p um so i just did the interview with david i was supposed to do an hour we ended up doing two hours and then we spoke for another 20 minutes after the interview so um daddy's tired daddy's real tired <laughs> absolutely knackered um i uh i was i was really nervous uh before the interview i'm really nervous for sort of the first 20 minutes of the interview which surprised me but i've been reading uh david ike's books i think uh but for since since the late 90s since i was a kid since i was doing my psychology degree so it was a big it was a big deal for me i was still i knew it would be a big deal for me but i was still surprised at how nervous i was um so yeah there's that so whilst we're waiting uh Kesa says the interview was awesome linda says the interview was good um that's great amazing interview says shailene potent's here hi potent great interview says katie oh that's wonderful i'm glad you guys liked it um on the two youtube channels the comments were like largely very positive i don't know i went to facebook and i read the comments on facebook i was like what the hell happened why is it like a dumpster fire in the comment section on Facebook. What the hell's wrong with people on Facebook? They just, and they're, they're, they're like turned on me, turned on each other. I'm like, why, why are you all talking to each other like this? It's like, um, what's the evil stone in uh, the Marvel show, the Marvel films, the Marvel men's, Defenders of the Galaxy or whatever it's called and the evil stone is near them and, and it sows discord and they all start arguing with each other. They're not the X-Men. What are they called? You know, this one's invincible, this one fires a bow and arrow. Very strange. What are they called? Anyway, yeah. Uh, Facebook ain't for discussion, says Talika Man. No, it is not. Damn, people are mad as hell. I got called an entitled privileged white male. I was like, why, why, why are you talking about my pink skin? Don't talk about my pink skin. I'm, I was born that way. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I can't change it. I can't be like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me just, <laughs> and then I just, just change it. Damn. By a white woman. I was like, this is weird. You're saying there's something intrinsically wrong with me having a dinkle and being pale. And then the picture of her is over their kids. And one of her kids is a boy and she's white and strangely enough her son is white and i'm like how do you what <laughs> why do you hate what's wrong with being a man and what's wrong with being white and how do you treat your son sure. anyway trying to figure out the uh, circular logic of, of wokeism is a, is a challenge so nick bravo says richard ate pierre <laughs> cheeky fucker <laughs> Pierre's, Pierre's out in the uh, fixing a bolt on the portal. He'll be back. Um, I'm sorry that I'm a man and that I'm white. I 
I'll, I'll see if I can get that rectified. <laughs> so, uh, Potent says Facebook has the bulk of the not, not so smart people. Um, UG Rose is here. Hi, UG. Uh, Chelsea says that's 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 code language for he's taking it. No, no, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not in the toilet. He's not in the toilet. Uh, I think Pierre's Pierre's hungry because he's had his um, he had his arm tattoo done today, and he, he's had it done on the inside. I've never had a tattoo, but I remember in uh, in the nineties and the early two thousands where all the lads would get tribal tattoos, and I'd noticed that. They they sort of do it like a bracelet that was broken there, and I'd be like, "Why don't you get that bit done?" And I'd go, "I'm not getting that bit done. It really hurts." And that's where uh, that's where Pappy's had his uh, had his tattoo done. So whilst we're waiting for Pierre, um, if you want to hit me with some questions, um, that's the easiest thing for me. And my brain is kind of mushy now after the uh, after the David Icke interview. Um, so you know, just. Uh, Hit me with a question. It's that I can answer questions with my brain on automatic, which is nice. Oh yeah. This is a big mug of my own wee. Uh, your thoughts on the Ike interview? Um, I uh, I was really happy with it. Uh, I had good rapport with David. I had a good time. Um, and I think, I think, uh, you know, you sort of assess when you've been doing this for a while, you assess the quality of the content as you're going. And I was like, do I think that this would be engaging? Do I think that this would be something that I would listen to? Would I get anything from this? Um, you know, it's sort of a meta level. I like, I like the idea of being able to talk. I like the idea of debate. I like the idea of, um, being able to openly uh, push ideas around, and um, you know, it that is really, really under threat, which is which is a real shame. It's a real shame, uh, and it's not good because the way it feels now is like the aperture of what you can and can't say is closing. So along a further timeline, you think, well, why, if we keep on this track, if the if the next three years looks like the last three years, we won't be able to say anything. Zachariah asked, how did you get your questions in without interrupting David's flow and not being rude? Um, very, very skillfully. <laughs> I knew that uh, when David's in flow, um, I knew it would be uh, challenging um, to, to sort of get in there and, and ask a question or, or direct uh, the flow. Um, I managed, I managed to, to just about pull it off uh, without being rude, but... Um, yeah, how did I do it? I think I, I think I apologized and said why I was doing it. I'm not trained as an interviewer. It's a real skill interviewing people. Obviously, Zachariah is here. He's interviewed me for his channel. If you're interested in tarot cards, I know UG Rose, you're interested in tarot. I did, uh, I think we ended up doing an hour and a half or two hours on Zachariah Adil's uh, YouTube channel, just talking about, we went through the whole of the major arcana. So if you uh, would be interested in that, go ahead. Um, Anne Hedonia says, lizard people from the line of Cain. Yep. Yep. 
Old Soul uh, says the terrible P is approaching. Uh, so, okay, let's see if I can get a little question on the go. What did you have for dinner? On this, like, quite intense training program at the moment. So it's, um, I think it's uh, six meals a day, meal five. It's no dinner, it's meal five. Was um, uh, ch uh, chicken with uh, some potatoes. I don't know what meal six is. I haven't looked. Some of this, some of it, I'm making, and some of it's pre-prepped. Meal six is pre-prepped. It will be fish and rice or something like that. It'll be something fairly, fairly uninspiring. Carol Morgan asks: Do humans want to be slaves? Fawning, worship, groupthink, cult. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting question. Um, I, I think that we have a. Patrice O'Neill, the famous stand-up comic, used the adjective slavey. And we have a slavey tendency in us. Um, maybe it's a genetic adaptation. Maybe we've lived in environments where we have to, to survive. We have to submit to somebody or something or a system or, or whatever. Uh, sometimes I, I think it's from this lifetime, like we're indoctrinated into what Nietzsche called a slave morality, which in order to justify the slave morality, the post hoc uh, ego justification is a kind of a slave mentality. So yeah, we can be very, very obsequious and, and submissive. There's an abrogation of responsibility in submission, of course. You know, if, if I see somebody who is tyrannical, um, I can either submit and hope that they're satiated and they leave me alone, or I can say no, and who knows what will happen if I say no. They might hit me or something. Give me a damn good beating. Uh, Laura said, was there anything David said that you don't agree with? I don't know enough um, about the science of uh, viruses. So when the whether viruses have been isolated or not, came up and I tried to look at the research today and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Um, the validity of PCR tests, trying to wrap my head around that, it's so far outside of where I'm comfortable. You hit me with something to do with psychology, philosophy, even if it's like a harder thing, I can usually go there, but it's just so far outside. Um, and so I didn't, I really didn't want to comment um, because I just don't know. I, I just don't know and I don't have like a, a very um, a very strong position on that and um, the only strong position I have is like hey we should be talking about this and hey let's not get to a point where we're so used to this new normal well this is what hyper normalization and new normal means is that the government clicks their fingers and says everybody go home and act like you're a, not just a prisoner but a naughty prisoner Prisoners have gen pop. Prisoners have TV time. Prisoners have gym time. Depends on the level of prison you go to. Some prisons, they let you out for the weekend with a tag on. Um, this is what really naughty prisoners go through. Or if there's been a riot, we'll shove all the prisoners into lockdown. Or if they're really naughty and very violent, they'll go into isolation. So, and I'm not saying I can't see a justification for it. Like, I'm not. 
I'm not insane. If there is a highly infectious, highly deadly virus that we have no vaccine, antivirals or effective treatment for, and it, uh, it risks collapsing the health system itself, um, then it viruses this or this type of virus transmits uh, throat to throat and it transmits through to be gross saliva and mucus. Um, if you're in another room, it doesn't matter what your viral load is, you can't hit me with the virus. So being physically distant absolutely makes sense. Um, it's everything that goes in between that needs questioning. Like how bad is the virus? How infectious is it? What is the mortality rate? What are these measures? You know, everybody says, oh, you're anti-lockdown. Or the new thing is lockdown denier. And I'm like, well, number one, what are you calling a lockdown? Did we even do a lockdown? Really? Like in the modern, would the modern Western world um, permit a lockdown? I mean, the UK never stopped international flights. Didn't, just didn't happen. Um, so, so it's more the where I feel strongly on it is like let's let's talk about it and let's look at the data and let's stop pretending science is like one monolithic ubiquitous church that all believes the same thing because anybody who's done anything vaguely sciencey knows it doesn't work that way. So shut up, do as you're told, follow the science definitely doesn't work for me. I need to see your data and it needs to be peer reviewed. And I want to see the criticisms of your data. I want to see conflicting views. I'm not starting with the premise, by the way, that no matter what you show me, I will not go along with these government measures. I'm not, that's like, that's not open-minded, but I do need to see the data. I do need to be told what the justification is. And we also, with the same people in the same context, because you can end up having fractured conversations. So to have it holistic, have the whole, with the same people in the same context and the same conversation. Now let's talk about what we do and don't know in a similar vein about the negative effects of these government measures that are called lockdowns, but are not lockdowns. Uh, what, what will they, what suffering do they cause? You know, what illness do they cause? What do they do to the economy? If unemployment rises by this percent, what is the effect in terms of deaths across the population? Do we have that data? Apparently we do, you know, talk, so no, I don't. I don't even think my position is particularly controversial. It really worries me that some people interpret it as being controversial. I'm like, well, it's just talking, right? They're just words. They're just ideas. This is how science is, um, and it's not perfect, but it's the best system we've got. You talk to each other. You go, can we share? We've got the internet now. You can share research and share ideas instantly. So, yeah. Pierre is here. How do you know? Oh, shit. Sorry, Pierre. I thought there would be a glowing thing that came up. Are you ready to go on, Pierre? Did somebody say something here? Somebody said you're ready to go on. Excuse to me, it, me. Looks like you, it looks like you're eating chicken. Is someone talking right now? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want a minute? Or are no. You good? I was waiting here for like seven minutes. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just going to eat and then come on. That's no, no, no. I needed to just pick up my McDonald's. So then. Oh, 
It's okay, Richie. It's okay. It's the most thoughtful birthday gift I've gotten so far. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure your brain is mush and so is mine, dude. Mm. Uh, how, how did it go today? Dude, like I was... So today, um, can you can you take off the chat on this, off the screen real quick? Yeah. So I can show my pulsating sore ass chest this giant fucking dragon this was like i felt like in peterson terms i was actually slaying a dragon it was so goddamn exhausting it was from 10 a.m to 7 and in the middle of it i'm watching your live stream and i'm zoning in and out of pain not because of the stream but like the physical sensations while like trying to focus on the conversation so i got as much as i could from it but um i think you and i both seem to be made of mush now yeah <laughs> real mushy my brain my brain is mush total oh, mush i i just i just said to people just to ask questions because um that's the easiest thing for me is is to just go into question answering mode i can do that on autopilot it's all good people thought it was a comedy skit <laughs> Yo, dude. So, how do you feel about that whole thing? Um, yeah, good, good, good. You seem you seem perturbed. Are you okay, Richie? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. The uh... you sound you sound like somebody who's denying the not okayness. <laughs> I'm 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 okay. Like I'm I'm okay. The um, the. The, the the disturbance is like the uh, the the virulence of the stuff that I saw on Facebook, not on YouTube, but on Facebook. It was dude. Um, that's what I wanted to jump in on, actually. So, you know, it's funny. Like, I occasionally I was following the YouTube stream, and then occasionally a few like shitty comments come came up. Like, what is what is this garbage? I'm leaving. There's always like the announcement of I'm leaving. Um, yeah. with Facebook though, I didn't get to see it, but from my experiences with an audience on Facebook, it's kind of like the parodies of toxic internet trolls but real people yeah and i've seen that on stuff on my own platform like all of the stuff that people just make fun of that you don't think are real twitter people that actually yeah. exists on facebook and it's a completely different audience man yeah like yeah. Were, they, were they just like not having it like do they just want to cuss you out yeah it's uh I mean, but maybe, maybe I'm not, I'm not connected to Facebook anymore, but maybe it's a more gladiatorial uh, environment. Maybe people go there to rant and rave and, and to get it off, off their chest. I you think know, whatever, whatever it is that they're feeling. I think what it is, is that Facebook represents the most like casual demographic, you know, yeah. where if you're, on YouTube watching videos and stuff, you have access to a ton of different content. And if you're watch, consistently watching stuff on YouTube, you're probably getting other information from other sources involuntarily. Where Facebook is like people who just only maybe watch the news and they don't really go out of their way to check further because it doesn't like feed video sources to that platform. And the people that, because you don't, you don't use Facebook, I don't use Facebook. Anybody in the chat use fucking Facebook? I don't. Majority of us probably don't. 
So that means like the people that are still using Facebook, they're kind of like dinosaurs, man. And they're like, the comments not coming. Uh, the the uh, well, the it, it seemed like the 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 base level was was set higher. Like I just I, I just scrolled through the comments, I'm comparing it to my old YouTube channel, my new YouTube channel. I'm like, okay, here's a level. There's a certain amount of frustration or people don't like it, but like on Facebook, it was like dialed right the way up and very. Um, I'm like, I don't know why. You, what's the point of this comment other than to wind people up and. Like they're starting at whatever the top level is, the the, the level, oh. the aggression level is a, is a lot lot higher. I was I was just a bit like, wow, Jesus, I'm see, I've been on Facebook for a while, man. <laughs> so it wasn't zero to a hundred; it was just a hundred to a hundred. Yeah, and they're with each other as well. They're like really attacking each other and telling each other to shut up. And I was like, what? They're all adults, by the way. These are grown people, or the profile pictures are like they're people my age. And I'm like, Dude, I'm what, telling you, man. what fucking hope have we got if a bunch of 40-year-olds yelling at each other like frustrated 12-year-olds? I'm telling you, dude, we have this conversation all the time about how Gen Z is just way more mature than a lot of older generations, man. Like, the most hate and the most vicious comments I usually ever get are not from 13-year-olds playing Call of Duty. They're mm -hmm. like 350-plus people that are either in a divorce situation or just something like crazy like that man mm. Mm. yeah um very very volatile very 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 strange and and my brain like obviously i did that at the end of the i spoke to david for two hours supposed to do one then we spoke for another 20 minutes so my brain's already in an open state and then i see that and all i'm thinking is oh oh shit like then my brain starts thinking about the capital riots and all the riots from from 2020 and i was like wow i really i really missed the big piece of the puzzle not looking here because mm -hmm. i look on it i see it on instagram and i see it on youtube but that's a different wow like wow like the way that just the fact that people speak to each other like that i'm like you're adults you what are you doing? You can't talk to a stranger online like this. Are you crazy? So is that what you think is uh, would be, let's just say, punching a hole through your worldview right now? Because I can tell you you're a bit yeah, perturbed. Yeah, I'm shocked. I, I am actually shocked because I'm like, oh, wow. I, I didn't. Because I just went away from Facebook, I was just like, oh, it's probably just an amalgamation of the shit I see in YouTube comments. Because you see really shitty YouTube comments and really shitty Instagram comments. But I was like, the, the other thing that has just occurred to me is most of these people are using their real names and their real yeah. faces. So mm -hmm. normally I'd be like, ah, you're just hiding on YouTube behind like some avatar and a fake name and a picture of a belly button or something. <laughs> this is right. actually, here's me, here's my kids. If you look at my profile, you can probably figure out where I live, but also fuck you in your soul for an opinion yeah. you have about peanut butter. I'm yeah. Like, what? what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, when Gen Z hate each other or insult each other, it's really petty. It's over some right. small shit. Somebody might make a diss track about somebody wearing a red blazer. You know, some right. fucking nonsense like that. Wow. When I wow, see wow, old, wow. yeah, when I see older generations like write hate comments, it's like I want you to kill yourself. Like I'm gonna write an entire pair. Like I want you to pick up a nine and shoot yourself through the mouth. 
Pierre's not saying that he wants the people who wrote the comment to. That's what the comment actually says. That's what you're saying. Let me right? clarify. When I see hate comments from older generations, that's the underlying message I get from them. When right, Gen, right, right. Z, Gen Z is like, huh, you gay. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But then I see people that are over 40 and 50, they're like, Everything about you stems from complete insecurity to the fact that you were probably thrown a screwdriver up your nose as a kid, which is exactly what you should do if you're spewing this nonsense like you do. It's like, yeah, do you talk to this? Do you talk like this to just people in real life that you don't know? Like, well, the, the, only, the only experience I had of it um, uh, recently was about four months ago before I went to America. And it was like, I was talking to somebody who runs a gym and I made a comment because I like her and I, I really like her gym. And some guy jumped on there and was getting really, uh, really froggy. He was getting super froggy. And I was like, I've seen you in the supermarket. Are you metal? Like, do you want to get smacked in the head with a tin of baked beans over some shit you wrote online? <laughs> Yo, but that's like... That, that's like really representative of the, the sheer arrogance that people have maintained in, um, I guess, a safer society. You know, yeah. like we complain about like free speech, which is a big fucking thing for sure. But the, yeah, yeah. the sheer nature of how many people don't experience actual repercussions and physical danger on a day to day basis yeah. allows people to just like, here's my name, my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, astonishing. Like, uh, very, it's like I feel very safe. I'm very, very certain that I'm right and that everybody else is wrong. Yeah. And I'm actually in a really bad mood all the time. I'm very grumpy. I'm very irritable and very middle aged. And um, I'm really here to just fuck up somebody's day. Yeah. And everybody's, but every, the shocking thing for me, just walking into that, like, oh, hey guys. And then there's just this huge brawl where they're stabbing each other in the eyes. I was like, "What? Wait a second! Like, what are you, what are you all doing, dude?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I think we've had this discussion a few times, maybe in private before. But like, there are times where I, I, I think after a few gins, I was like, "Dude, Richard, as silly as some of some minority of comments that we get are sh like shitty." We're really lucky on this channel and even our channels to have the demographic that we do because the majority is that Facebook shit. Right. Like that's that's the baseline standard of most people and how they think, especially on the internet. Um, I would say then um, my brain is trying to catch up and obviously I am a bit mushy. Um, well, I don't want to too hard so no no it's 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 fine i would say then uh there probably is a case for saying to whoever owns facebook look um we know that this is a new thing we know that you're doing this with the algorithms this isn't a fuck you facebook campaign or fuck your ai or fuck cambridge analytica you have this power can you do something about this? Like, this is not good. The people are, if there's a consistent pattern of behavior where everybody who goes to Pierre's bar starts just like shooting each other, it's not Pierre's fault. It's the people, but Pierre, could you maybe serve them yeah. a different drink or play different music or 
at the some point that, you have to go to the people who own that intellectual space and say you you need to do something about this it's not it's not acceptable that that's that's a place where people feel confident and safe and motivated to to behave so obnoxiously that's not okay let me let me reframe this um so the way that i look at it with these social media platforms um i would coin i'm a coin a term there's a internet literacy right so certain platforms have more people that are internet literate and on the top of the list i would probably say maybe like reddit right reddit is full of people that are just very used to the internet they know how to discuss things they know like what is what 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 then you keep going down the line somewhere and then i don't know exactly know the ranking but you have like youtube and then you have maybe instagram and then twitter somewhere down there and then facebook is at like the fucking bottom in terms of a civilized you know so like How? Um, it's where my fucking aunties and uncles <laughs> social media what's going so, on what is what is the term when a neighborhood gets de-gentrified you know when it when it starts off nice and then people just fucking leave and then the, a whole new crowd of toxic people come in you know so, oh. sorry so, somebody somebody called me and it, it killed my mic and my camera could you say that again What's the what's the term of like degentrification when a nice neighborhood everybody moves out and then like it gets really fucking dangerous and shitty? I, I don't know, but if you say degentrification, everybody's gonna know <laughs> so, what you mean. So here's the thing: like Facebook was the frontier when MySpace was dying out. You know, you had a whole new neighborhood of trendy artistic kids, and you know, it was became, became this thing, and then after a period of time. That entire crowd moved out. None of us use Facebook seriously, like yeah. anybody in the chat and us. So now you have like, just like the regular, regular ass person using the internet with no fucking internet literacy. They don't know what Reddit is. They don't know yeah. what commenting is. They don't know any, they, they are literally the people that just, just the internet's there. Like they don't use it. It's just like there, you know? Yeah, internet literacy is a a really good term. Um, I remember using forums uh, when I started out teaching martial arts online, and I didn't have internet literacy, and I didn't understand that everything on a forum, a martial arts forum, is ironic and it's a joke. Yeah. I just didn't uh, get. Yeah. I just didn't get like, and, I, and everybody's making these stupid in jokes, and I just didn't. I didn't. It took me years uh, to get my head around it, but I do remember. That was around 2005, and then in 2010, I eventually went to Facebook and I put the self-defense like uh, profile on Facebook, and I did a status update. And another self-defense instructor, maybe I was 30 at the time, maybe he's 35. He responded to my status update as though it was a private message to him. There you that, go. And I was like, uh, that every that's to everyone, <laughs> and also your reply is not private. <laughs> Everyone can see your fucking reply. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, internet literacy. So you're saying the, these people are like not internet literate, but it's right there. And something about the platform makes them act that way. Somebody said before, do you want to cancel them? I'm like, no, 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 don't cancel anybody. They, I'm yeah. saying they have the right to speak, but this is not like, the, if, if the platform itself can be shown to induce a kind of, screaming level of hostility that other platforms don't and that it's their algorithms that have sort of 
pushed people in that direction. I would just say, is there anything you can do to like, can you reward people for being peaceful, kind, contributing well, members of an online community? When I'm observing your reaction to this, it looks like digital culture shock. It is. I'm in yeah. shock. I'm in shock. So, I could have done without this happening right between David Icke and Tentacle Quest on as well. <laughs> You know, that's that's like that's kind of why I'm doubling down on what we already have, because I like I'm kind of aware how shitty certain people are. But mm -hmm. again, to like frame the thing in like a more physical term, like all of these social media platforms are like neighborhoods, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe countries. Right. And Facebook is like the degeneration of a what Detroit. It was like this successful, booming automobile city. Fast forward 20 years and people are shooting each other all the fucking time. And that's, that's, that's Liverpool I, and Birkenhead as well. We, we lost our shipbuilding. We went through the same thing. Perfect. So that, I mean, you know, and Facebook is exactly what the situation is. It's like you walked into digital Liverpool or digital Detroit and you're seeing the wreckage. Like, um, I didn't realize that this was happening here. I didn't, I didn't realize they needed a stab proof vest. To yes. walk down this street. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, you know, going to fucking Portland right now and yeah. seeing the the new thing there, you know? So yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that it, it's a lot to take in, I'm sure, man. It is, it's really it's really strange because there's a whole piece of the it's a big piece of the puzzle that I didn't I didn't see. Um, and my brain is like, oh, especially in America, the extremism, the polarization. I'm like okay, I'm now going to reassess my map of what I think happened there. And I'm going to, I'm going to lay more blame at Facebook's feet. I want to say, you, you guys, the polarization that we see on the streets is a direct reflection of the polarization that you see on Facebook. People mm. shouldn't, just shouldn't be talking to each other. Did when you were, when you were eating chicken, did you hear me say about a white woman telling me off for being a white man? Uh, it was actually off in the distance. I was putting on my okay. jacket stairs by i heard and entitled white male and i was yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. from a what from a white woman who has male sons i'm like I, what what are you doing what, what are you saying to me right now Do, like yeah. are you gonna grow up hating your sons <laughs> yeah no like twitter and, and facebook are the most toxic platforms out of the entire digital city the digital neighborhoods in right. general and uh, I mean, that whole capital riot was organized on Facebook groups as well. So, I mean, okay, look, if you look at the people at the capital riot, are they internet literate people? Do they understand TikTok Gen Z memes? Can they speak through irony? You know what I mean? Like they are the average person who just happens to have a computer. Okay. At the risk of fucking up, I'm going to say uh, the interesting thing here, I and mean, this could really piss some people off, is that Trump is internet literate, and maybe he spoke to a non-internet literate fan base, but he was using Twitterese and being like provocative and trollish and hyperbolic. And right. the non-literate, the non-internet literate uh, followers were like, "Okay, let's fucking do what he, what he said." Well, okay. dude, think about how many layers of irony and meta ness is on the most most of internet platforms the, and, the, and, and, yeah. and trump trump specifically he's not a boomer in that sense he does understand like 
nearly all of I didn't read that many of his tweets and I don't like trolling online especially not from somebody in such a high position of authority but he does understand internet humor he does understand trolling people and as you say it is multi-layered you kind of need an education to 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 penetrate that um this was a thought that I had um a while ago I I don't think we ever brought it up but I thought it was really interesting I had a thought that how weird is it that First of all, we're completely integrated with social media in general, mm. but we all, everyone here too, unconsciously decided what are the digital social manners and rules. Like, oh, you don't tweet this, you don't post this, but you can say this to them. The requests go here. You know, like we've all kind of just naturally formulated what's all right to post and what not to say and how to say it, what a status looks like on Instagram versus Facebook versus Twitter. You know, it. no one taught us this. We just no. all of a sudden like, and there are different rules from real life, obviously. You yeah. know, where did that come from? That's really interesting. Um, I suppose the most obvious question, uh, the most obvious answer uh, might be the simplest and it would just be experience. Like you've already done the, sh- I mean, I know I did, uh, the stupid, naive, way too personally revealing Facebook status updates. Yeah. You look yeah. back on and go, what the For fuck? Sure. It's clear that you're having some sort of a nervous breakdown. Why would you announce that to strangers right. online? Like, do you think that a person can't tell that you're a 35 year old man having a nervous breakdown? Right, right. But at the time, I, I, I really thought like, no, it's just like an ironic statement that I'm making. No, no, it's not. It's a really clear signal that you're mentally ill. Yeah. So having made those mistakes over and over and over again, you simply become experienced and through those painful experiences, you become more skilled. Yes. Yes. And so like us on our platform and your channel, Tentacle Croissant is a lot of internet literate people. I would say like we can, we know how the algorithm works. We can choose to curate what we want to see. You know, we kind of understand the meta humor and memes and, stuff but like the that fucking awful crowd that you stream to on facebook like dude they're like picking up their kids buying their children fucking big gulps and shoving like 10 glazed donuts down their throat thinking that it's healthy for them you know what i mean like (laughs) yep yep and and because like why are they still using facebook you know what i mean like why are they still using that yeah wow so it's now it's now hick central basically for what whatever part of the political spectrum you are whatever your background is whatever whatever it's kind of it's kind of hickish it's for where people who are not internet literate go to share their views one of the things that i thought as well as that has encouraged this i don't want to lay too much blame at facebook's feet but if you're naive let's create an avatar you said like they're buying their kids the big gulp and stuff they're probably somewhere between watching mainstream some mainstream media news channel from whatever political perspective they like and facebook right those mainstream media news channels also bear their part of the blame because they they give low resolution analyses of everything and also you see interviews where people are constantly interrupting each other which weird agreed 
so early on, like back when I still, when we were first talking, uh, when I was still living in Ibiza, we, we'd agreed that like the correct way to proceed is not to talk over each other. If we have people on, they speak, you don't interrupt them. You don't, so there was like a little, because we, because we don't like hearing it. Like I don't yeah. like hearing the choppy, aggressive interview style. It, it gives me anxiety. And so there is, there's that added elements as well, I suppose. Yeah. And it, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend you here right right quick because people are gonna miscue this for you not liking their opinions. Oh. And uh, I mean, no, somebody that knows Richard really well, Richard is really open to differing opinions. It's a matter of where these people are coming from and what they they don't actually want to discuss anything. They are no. literally there to assault you, and. <laughs> And I can tell, like, you have this digital culture shock because you didn't realize the extent of how far and willing people are to assault you through the screen. Well, I'm very open to a wide range of opinions, like possibly even too open. I would literally talk to anybody. Um, I'm very, very closed on um, people being impolite, insincere, or pretending to debate in bad faith. It's like... It's a, it's it's almost like a hashtag trigger for me, like that's not that's not debate. You're not debating, slinging ad hominem and poisoning the well is not debating. Like, like fucking hell, like putting myself in your shoes. Like you get this giant interview that actually has a lot of interesting content, and you're going in there with good faith to be like, I'm going to maybe you know people might enjoy this, and then. All people do is like do a backflip and they throw a tomato at you, you know? <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, but, that's. But the, the, it also felt like a riot broke out amongst them really rapidly between where all the way for, for David and Richard and the, the other party was like, we fucking hate them. And I'm like, where are the moderates who are like, maybe, maybe just listen. Maybe listen. Maybe you'll agree with some and not with others. <laughs> Like, I want to ask you this, and maybe people in the chat in general, because as I was zoning in and out through the excruciating pain of having a fucking needle in my nipple for like 10 hours, um, I was listening to it, and there was nothing offensive. Like, right. do I agree with every single thing? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm open to things, but like, I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm so valiantly opposing a lot of shit. And if I was, why? Why would I be so emotionally invested? I, I was really trying. I saw some comments even in the YouTube thing, and I was like, "That's more negative than usual, too." I'm like, "Yeah, what? Wait, what's the problem here? What? Like, yeah. why? What is offensive about it?" Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting to see. I think there is a hypersensitivity issue. There's a thin-skinnedness issue. Um, like people generally are too thin-skinned. I'm too thin-skinned. I'm too hypersensitive. I, I'm far too concerned with uh, people's comments online. It's it's really and it's really humiliating because I'm like, you shouldn't be this petty. It's it's beneath you. Stop it. Um, hypersensitivity. I think it it feels like we're, we've got a sense that we're all losing control a little bit, and that creates yeah. panic. The other thing I wanted to say is like, you really you don't have to walk away from hearing two people debate or reading a book or listening to a piece of art or and and the first question doesn't have to be do i agree that's not a prerequisite you don't have to pick a side man you could just go no i just let it wash over i let terence mckenna talks wash over me 
And I'm like, I don't even know what he's talking about 70% right. of the time, but I like it. Do I agree? I don't know. What? Like, do you agree? Do you disagree? Is be binary. Choose a side. You don't have to. I think that's false. There's, I mean, even if you had, if you thought binarily with one side or the other, I just don't understand the sheer aggression, you know, that like that comes with there was nothing emotionally loaded in any of your deliveries. There was nothing like kill this entire group of people. Like yeah. there was nothing that would be, I don't know, man, maybe I have a different tolerance, but just this, just like, is it just David Icke? Is he just that much of a controversial fucking guy? Sometimes I think, I think we have to say, you have to point to the elephant in the room and say, uh, it, it seems to be the case that people are responding to the idea of the conversation, not the content of the conversation itself. Yeah. Because as you said, there's, we didn't go hard. Like he said some stuff in the Brian Rose interview that like was pretty hard, pretty edgy. He said the, in this hmm? There was timing of that too, because it j yeah. just happened, all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did. He did say in this interview he thinks the the virus doesn't exist at all, which is a, which is a strong. It's a it's a really really strong statement. So that's probably the strongest thing that he's done. Yeah. And even like, even okay. that, like if you believe it exists, why do you care? Just go. Well, you're an idiot. Then just just ignore it. Like if somebody says the sky is not blue, it's red. Right. You go. Okay. That's what I mean too. It's like I don't believe that the virus doesn't exist, but I. What am I gonna do? Like shove a fucking stainless steel spike dildy like through the monitor because it's so infuriating? Like what the fuck? Like what is wrong with certain people? Like Did, when when where when was it here? Where we were talking about immune systems and being like, I believe I have an immune system that can deal with an idea I don't agree with, but some people act as though they don't. They act as though they like. It's interesting. This is taking place with the. The pandemic in the background wokeism is on the rise and we're acting like we don't have resilience like a, a just a, an, an intellectual immune system so if your idea gets into me my immune system will handle it and just go yeah after a couple of days i kicked it around and then got rid of it we don't trust well, ourselves we i mean to. to further extend your metaphor of this i like that though like idea immunity uh it's kind of like uh because i have really terrible spring allergies and it feels like I'm getting violated by nature's fucking pollen and God knows what pollen really is. So why are you up my nose? You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like, if you have a terrible immune system when it comes to allergies like that, you violently have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what people are doing with certain ideas, like the except it's verbal. It's like yeah, yeah, you know. They're trying to spew it back out. They don't need that, you know. What I mean, it's fucking gross. So it's the it's the equivalent of like um, what is it called? Um, uh, shock, where people have an allergy and they go into like I wouldn't say encephalactic shock, but that's your brain. I don't know what I don't know what shock it is. Dab, dude. <laughs> Start dabbing. Yeah, dude. So it's the psychological equivalent of a sneeze, a shock response, shivering, vomiting, pooping, but you're doing it in the psyche. You're like, no, no, out, out, damn demon. It's like a self-exorcism.
Well, to be fair, I do all of those things during the springtime. I cuss at nobody. You know, I'm dabbing too hard. I throw out my neck somehow. You know, I'm screaming <laughs> at an invisible fucking monster. You know, so I think it comes from the same place, man. I, uh, I'm also having some nose problems at the moment. I, I quit vaping two days ago and my nose has been so blocked and so runny ever, ever that, since. How does that happen? I, the, when I quit smoking, uh, I think I was 22 and I was trying to join the army and my God, I got sick. It's like your body acclimatizes to the oh, withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got I've got yeah. the same thing. So you are you you're in a, a spring allergen phase at the moment, are you? Uh, not 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 right now. It's it's not gonna happen until a few more months. But I'm moving to a new flat that's like really high up. So maybe there's nothing up there. I don't know. There's no trees around there. We'd probably need all this snow to melt before we can even talk about the joys of uh, springtime allergens. Yes. So be honest, are you scared of being cancelled? Uh Oh uh, no, no, I was I wasn't scared of being cancelled before. I think, and I'm I, I wasn't really sure why, but um, I think that you just said it. The timing was really critical. Um, it was a moment. Yeah, the, the timing and the way it was presented was critical. I the worst that would happen is the video would get deleted. But I think if you say at the moment that David and well, Brian didn't say it, but Brian was hosting it. When you say things like, um, let me say this in code, uh, telephone towers cause mm. the symptoms of a illness. Yeah. At that moment in time, we like everybody's in this. It's a novel virus. It's new. So everybody's rushing to find out what's going on. And people were burning towers. They were burning these telephone towers. And it was like, you know, do I agree with it being deleted? No. Do I? But do I? And do I think he should have been kicked off Facebook and YouTube forever? Absolutely not. But um, yeah, it's just a different time. I would be really surprised if the video even gets deleted, but it might. It might do. I would be stunned if I was cancelled. I'd be stunned if they shut down my whole channel. You know about this thing? It's really silly because, like, the the mentality is is that they blame people like Alex Jones. Ike Ike and uh, who else? Trumpy Trump too, and they they believe that these people are responsible, which it is true. Like they they are the gear in certain situations, right? But if these people are willing to go that far to fuck shit up, is somebody gonna don't riot? Mm. Okay, it, like is that how obedient that we think that this particular demographic of people are like if these figures say don't riot then they just nothing would happen or would they just happen to find another reason to do shit too yeah it's it's that's a really good question um and i don't have the answer but to just solidify it so it's out there uh, the question is do the powers that be really think these figures have that much power where they can I can't remember. There was there was a couple of uh, uh, movies made in the sixties um, about the British fighting against the Zulu warriors, and uh, one was set at Rourke's Drift, and there was, there was another one. In one of the scenes from one of these movies, they show the discipline of the Zulu warriors, where the the um, the commander of the Zulus moves a stick. He he calls them to attention, and he does this with a stick, and they throw themselves off the edge of a cliff to their deaths. 
to show the discipline that, that mm. these warriors have. I'm thinking, do you really think that you don't, you, you actually think that power is in the man, is in the woman, is in their words? And and God no, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I, I think you were inferring that it probably isn't. People have already got to be set up for that, right? Well, I mean, I think it's reasonable to be to have an ambiguous conclusion to that. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like because, I mean, that Zulu warrior is responsible for those people falling off the cliff by moving the stick. But yes. is it really though? You know what I mean? It's the same, like, if somebody claims to incite the riot through ambiguous ways and they yeah. do it, you know, how much of it? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. It, it, it's, mm. is it 100%? Is it? Did, did you did you hear what he said that they're, that they're cross with him about? What? Uh, what what uh, Trump said, uh, that, that they're saying this is an incitement to riot. What, what was it exactly? Um, the, well... There's, there's the people on the right, because he said, we need to fight. We have to do this. We need to fight. Um, they said, that's the incitement to riot. And then people on the right put together a clip um, of Democratic politicians using the same language and saying the same thing. So I was listening to it and I was like, oh, no, that's he's using very, very strong language. But then when you copy and paste the content of what other people have said, you go, oh, it's not that much stronger than anything any democratic politician has said but you just raised the point 10 minutes ago it can be timing there are some things at that time maybe don't i mean he's been acquitted anyway he's, he's not he's not going to be impeached um i just i just wondered if you'd heard it and thought oh that's pretty rioty or nah that's not rioty at all <sighs> I mean, it's it's tough because I don't have a straight answer to it because I, I'm stuck in the middle too. It's you can bring up the situations with like blaming everything on metal being this devil's music and it's right. causing teenagers to shoot themselves or whatever. Or what, like what even, quaint times we used to live in where we used to wring our hands over that. I know, right? That's really <laughs> Jesus. And there's also like, I mean, this is like really dark in a really absurd way, but. When PewDiePie was having a feud with that Indian YouTube channel T-Series and everybody was screaming, subscribe to PewDiePie, subscribe to PewDiePie to everything. Yeah. Apparently, there was like some crazy shooting and the dude in, in his last words screamed, subscribe to PewDiePie and like yes. said T-Series or some shit. Yeah, so, he, was, he, was, he was actually streaming the, uh, the shooting of innocent Muslims uh, in, in an Australian neighborhood live on Facebook. And at some point, he said, subscribe to PewDiePie a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was that dark, but like, yeah. at that, you know, you look at a situation like that. I mean, if PewDiePie didn't start the feud, that wouldn't have happened. Right. So, I mean, technically, like, it is a part of his not fault, but it's there somewhere. But is it really, though? You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, it's yeah. a similar type of thing going on. Well, well, the thing is, hmm. Oh, this would be a stretch, but let me say if I could say it this way. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So let's say we adopt the position. I'm not going to use Trump. I'll use PewDiePie because I'm on okay. safer ground there. Yeah, yeah. If PewDiePie has a million subscribers, the logic would be as a certain level of power. If he has 300 million subscribers and they're mainly young people, then you could present the case that he has a different level of power and therefore a different level of responsibility. 
because he has if he says to 300 million young people i don't know snort bleach through a straw a and a percentage of them do it yes he he is kind of responsible for that and it's very easy to see how you could apply what i just said to the trump situation that's not difficult the difficult part is if you if you do use that logic you have to use the same logic for the major social media platforms like facebook instagram and myspace no of the of the major uh, facebook platforms and say hang on a second now that you've reached this level of of um of users you're not what you started out as and the power that you have means that your responsibility must increase it must increase you can't just you can't just wash your hands of it and say we just provide a platform yeah you could do that when you add i don't know 10 million people but whatever facebook has now it's i think it's measured in the billions you, i think i think at that point you have to start pushing it back on that person going, no you you do actually have a bit more responsibility now mate the the issue with that though is that they could totally flip it right back on you with your interview you know they think now they can be like oh we need to be responsible so let's get rid of mr ike and granin a hundred percent i mean <clears throat> but i wouldn't whinge so yeah. um i what i really don't like saying is when people espouse an ideology or a policy that only benefits them if i come forward with the pot like i might come forward with a policy that says everybody over the age of 38 has right there's no more politicians over the age of 38 i i, I could do that and that would mean i'm i'm gone similarly in this scenario if that came back on me and the same policy was applied and it was done justly i would and i knew why it was being done i wouldn't whinge i wouldn't complain i'd say okay if that's but but you must be consistent don't target me don't talk if you're doing this to me because we've got to be more responsible and that video has to go great but i need to see that you're doing it right the way across the board and my god if that was a sacrifice i had to make so that there was more social cohesion <laughs> because society's collapsing i'd be like well i lost a couple of videos but you know what i'm not as worried about the children in my family's future now <laughs> so I, I know your brain is mush and i'm pushing your brain exercise right now go on, but go on. this is uh, i think another extension of the chicken and egg situation is it is it maybe that the social media is indeed fragmenting everything further and dividing it or was society already going along that route and then social media is just an extension and accelerated it yeah it's it's great um i love it as a question it takes me i feel like i'm 21 i'm back at aston university and um in order to pass the degree because we were doing behavioral psychology we had to design and run our own experiments and so that everybody got uh, their experiments done we would help each other so you would you just sounded to me like somebody else on my course who's like here's the question i want to answer and then we have to come up with a negative hypothesis for what you're saying and then we figure out how to test it and we can't because we need a test group of yeah. millions of people who've never been exposed to social media but who lived through exactly the same environment and even then how would it be exactly the same environment when social media has altered the fabric of everything it, it i don't you know I, I really don't like hyperbole but it does feel like we've opened pandora's box a little bit 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the digital box, the iPhone, Apple box. It's the, we bit the Apple, bruh. Okay. Just pretend there's no social media. Uh, there are forums and there's books and there's news and there's Wikipedia, but there's nothing that you can't flex anywhere and you can't virtue signal anywhere. Run the simulation. Everybody watching this, run the simulation. Could the same level of polarization exist? You know, I think the thing is, I think it's so heavily reliant on the existing culture too. Yeah. Because, because, I mean, you're out here, dude. Um, Czech Republic, man. Yeah. Hey, okay, I'm going to slightly flex, but I swear to God, this actually has uh, something in it that relates directly to what we're talking about. I walked away from the tram to come home, and it's dark. Like, it's muddy. It's wet outside. It's like, you can't even see my face. I had a scarf, like, up here, man, and I'm tired as hell from this. And I get recognized from, you know, a younger girl. And she's like, oh, you're an anti-dagger? Like, I thought that, like, like, the first thing she says after that is, I don't know how she was able to say this immediately. Uh, she goes, I really like the fact that you make objective videos and you're not pushing your opinion on people because the, the videos that you make are highly, they look at all the sides of the situation. And it's so nice to see a content creator that's not pushing one certain idea. And I'm like, you are really young and that's the first thing that comes out of your mouth when you see me i just really crave objectivity <laughs> dude if that's the future then maybe there's not it's not that bad so the reason why i bring that up is because the i think the existing culture out here is already you know along the lines of that and they found me through social media, through YouTube and my Instagram. And that's the first thing that they tell me, right? Where in back where all that craziness is happening. I mean, I don't know what your demographic was that was watching uh, the Facebook stream. I don't know where they're from. But I think uh, it really does put steroids into what is already occurring there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's... It's it's I, I don't want to play the game of blaming everything on social media because I think I've leaned into that too much in the past. But on this one thing of polarization, yeah, yeah, it just well, it's happened before because we had a we had French Revolution, we had Bolshevik Revolution, we had uh, you know uh, the revolution in Cambodia. So it does happen. Um, civil wars happen, revolutions happen. But like you said, there's this sort of steroid effect or I was saying it greases the wheels. It just makes it. Right. And, and it happens the same way. You have to split on an issue, then you demonize the enemy, and then you decide that they are responsible for every, every suffering you've ever known in your life. And if you don't kill them, your children will be enslaved and tortured. And then you're ready to just kill them. You're ready to, to do them in. And it plays so out that way again and again. So to defend your point with it, there are proven cases where there are people that intentionally push campaigns to polarize. We know that happened with Russia. 
we know that happened in Trinidad and Tobago, those are recorded cases of actual social engineering to polarize. Yeah. So we know that happened. And that is also just a piece of the puzzle. I mean, who knows how much of that is actually the situation, but um, it, it we know it's happened and it is happening still. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, as you as you rightly say, it, it, in in some cases, I mean, it's just it's just undeniable. We don't want to be the social media bad brigade because there's good things in social media, obviously. But <laughs> you, like you just said, you can't really deny what's being done. Like people's people's opinions and people's votes have been bought. It's not an exaggeration to say that their behaviour was coerced based on subtle psychological manipulation, but in uh, the end their vote their voting patterns were bought and paid for so so i think there's another divide that we haven't acknowledged and that's the internet literate and the internet illiterate where the people that are you know of the earth or whatever off the off the digital space completely um live in a different world and i mean okay they live off the internet but they use it still and then you have those that are really on the internet that know how the, the literacy works there. And then you have the people in between sort of a thing. And uh, there, that's a divide that I think that we, we're starting to see a clash with as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, internet literate versus internet illiterate. Um, yeah, and you can, it's tempting to say that you can kind of break, it's easy to break that down along age lines and political lines thereafter. You know, yeah. woke is internet literate. Internet yeah. platforms, social media platforms are left-leaning, sometimes radically left-leaning. So is it the future versus the past and the modern versus the age? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you split it? And certainly there are, there are elements of that. There are elements well, of that for sure. I, I do agree, like, uh, the comparison to Pandora's box is definitely, or maybe the, the apple that was bitten in Eden. Maybe that's, I mean, literally Apple, like <laughs> the company Apple was bitten, you know? And it, it seems like, you know, you're, you're dropping uh, a bicycle to a five-year-old that doesn't know how to ride it at all. Mm. But there's, there is a still potential there, but unfortunately the five-year-old might accidentally kill himself like running into the street yeah 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 um because it's it's a powerful tool and maybe maybe it starts out as ph neutral but like any tool that's powerful it can be used for good or, or for ill um it, it's 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 a conundrum that i don't really know where what at this point in my life with the experiences of 2020, which changed a lot of my perspectives, um, exactly where I would delineate the responsibility of social media. But I, it's safe to say uh, in my military dictatorship that is the comm, um, I will be heaping more responsibility at their door and just saying, look, like you run this thing, you are coercing people's behavior. That's, well, I'm not even gonna stop you from doing it, but my God, can you, can you do better? Can you make people more? civilized and unhappy <laughs> to to further your point what i will agree with is the problem is is that we know for a fact that the illuminati of the digital cyberspace 
has very overt political and social leanings that are not neutral. And it's very overt the way that they push these things. So in in your to defend your point, that's where my line is of it being a bad thing because we know that they sell and package your fucking information to God knows who, and they have a political leaning. They they are pushing the certain agenda. So we're two lefties sat here saying that social media companies are leaning too far to the left. That's what you said. I'm just here exploring the points. Oh yeah, sorry. Pierre doesn't have political views. <laughs> no, it's uh well, I don't know. Maybe it comes back to just maybe it's not about politics, maybe it's just about fairness and just being fair. Like if you guys get to talk, then you guys could get to talk. If you want to have a say, then you should have a say too. It can't just be you know, can't be one-sided. If we if we zoomed back in ancient times, was there a space for civil discussion or do people just slaughter each other? Has it just been um, a common thing to do? I think I think it's easy to mythologize the past. Uh, and it's and and it's easy to barbarize the past. It it wasn't um it wasn't all just horror yeah. and death. We we are where we are and we're in a very, very fortunate space. Um because people have fought and died for something approximating what we would call modern western liberal democracy it ain't perfect but it's the best thing in the world and that's why every country in the world tries to uh, do it tries to do a version of it um so yeah no there's been there's been periods in the but typically there was so much power in the hands of so few it would be like well do you have a good pharaoh this go around no he's a scumbag Ugh, sorry guys you know we had pharaohs who were like oh you love all these gods fuck you and your gods i'm gonna smash them all we had pharaohs who uh defaced um ancient statues and and changed the you know the shape of it we had roman emperors who done probably german kings and, and frankish kings and god knows what there would have been leaders everywhere some would be good and some would be bad and probably history is like a tilt and we've just tried we've just we are trying humanity is trying to do better um and, and we, we've got to sort of see it historically we've got to see like where we are in europe right now and knowing the history of this place and knowing recent history and what is being fought for yeah we can whinge about social media and about babish but it's better than when Stalin ran the place and it's better than what would have happened if Hitler had won and he was running the fucking place. So did those comments that you saw just kind of lessen your hope for humanity in a sense? Um, uh, mm, I think what they did was they, they disturbed me and you use the right word, which is like internet culture shock. And it just made me think, oh, oh, I've missed like a big, big piece of the puzzle. Um, and I, not less hope for humanity, but I think I'm sort of affording people maybe more intelligence or will to reason or good faith. I'm affording people good faith that yeah. maybe they don't, maybe they just don't have, they just don't have that. Yeah. Maybe they don't want what's best for everybody. Maybe they just want to win. And, and, and you know what's funny is like I've been thinking about the idea of the echo chamber a bit more, and you know, I think uh, the consensus is that echo chambers are bad, right? 
But then I thought about it and I'm like, what's the alternative? Stick your head out with a bunch of barbarians swinging their hammers around that are not willing to reason or discuss? Yeah. Or do you stick to a platform that you know where you can have that? Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's, it's a good question to ask because maybe it gives you the appreciation and gratitude for the spaces that we do have where you can, you know, maybe, maybe all we're doing is, is, uh, practicing for the future. And this isn't really democracy. This isn't really civilization, but it's a permutation of it. And we'll get there one day, maybe in a thousand years or so. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, not an echo of the past, but, a echo of the future kind of thing that we're doing right now and then they did this and then they did this and you know you wobble between barbarism and civility and then finally you hit a point where it where it stabilizes and we learn the lessons from history and we determine not to not to live them again and maybe or maybe that's pure utopianism and we won't see real civilization until we've actually uh changed our biology and evolved and that you know well you're not going to see that for yeah, like hundreds of so, thousands yeah. of years. Like again, it's a it's a five year old that just picked up a random bicycle, and he might learn how to ride it correctly, but the repercussions of not knowing is so drastic that the kid might die if it's used wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's uh, it's useful to remember. Like if, if that with certain scenarios, if we get the thing wrong. There isn't like a second go around. There isn't a rehearsal. Like that's it. It's dead. Yeah. Gone now. <laughs> Where's yeah. your civilization? Gone. What did you do with it? Killed it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, hearing the story about this Facebook shit and then seeing, you know, I don't know. It just makes me more grateful for the, the platforms that we just have, man. Like we obviously get shitty comments too, but just compared to the sheer severity of others, and stuff man it's it's on another plane like we don't, we're, we don't have we don't have that kind of wild i've not seen that kind of wild savagery here on my youtube channel like what i saw on facebook i was like what is this barbarism think about this internet miracle this is an internet miracle this is what gives me hope we know people in the chat like potent and ug rose that we met purely through the internet and we can bring them on have a great discussion and then it's fine. Can you imagine any other fucking platform bringing other people that just they they, they talk to the chat with and then and then like you know what I mean? Like that doesn't yeah. happen. No, a hundred percent. And and I think that that's one of the things that will probably keep the community small and strong is uh, the the broader community at large doesn't want that. They yeah. don't want people having a civilized discussion and getting on with each other and then you walk away and that's it. Some people do, but they need to be within the same sort of tight, narrow bandwidth niche of, of thinking and um, temperament that, that we have. They're too sensitive for the for just crazy shit-slinging conflict, but the majority clearly are not. They clearly want that. They like, um, they like that gladiatorial contest. They want to see blood spilt in the arena. They want meme level uh st stupidity and and yep. trash they love people seem to love trash just right trashy trashy nasty behavior and uh this is my argument 
for the benefits of an echo chamber you know like i don't think you should just only hear what you need to hear but um i i get I don't, is it even called an echo chamber because there are people with differing opinions here it's just like we're civilized enough in our own niche platform to allow that to happen most of the time um i can't tell if richard's frozen or he's just like gazing longingly into my heart look at that stare so romantic but um but yeah, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and continue while he's frozen longingly. But um, I just can't see myself or Richard try to discuss in the manner that we are in most other internet platforms, especially the really big ones. You know what I mean? I think after a certain size, it's just not gonna work. The moment I stare back, he leaves. Oh, hi, you're back. Hello. Hello, hello. So um, I, I didn't, I didn't hear you. You, you came to a point where you're like, "This is the thing that I've been leading to, and I'm going to say." And then my internet just died. I was like, "Hey, blue balls." Uh, you, the way that you froze was really like soap opera lead. It was like, it was really romantic and longingly. Like yeah. it was, it was just like. I was ready I'll, for you to cerebrally finish me off. Yes, and I did, but you were frozen, and then you left immediately. <laughs> so romantic, dude. Um, yeah, so what I basically said was um, uh, I am really appreciating the smaller size of my platforms. Uh, I purposely am not trying to spam my second channel and promote that as much. I really like the tight community that's happening there. And I'm almost mm -hmm. intentionally throttling it because um, after a certain size, I remember we had that breakdown in a fucking cafe, dude. It's like, let's get a million subscribers. And I'm like, fuck, like if a million subscribers happens, that's great. I'm totally down for that. Mm -hmm. But like, that's going to come with problems. We didn't, I we didn't have no idea that even existed. No, no, I wouldn't. I, I would totally wind back on that now and just be like, uh i pro you know i said to you about slavo zizek i don't think i said it on here but i think i said it to you privately i think he's cracked the matrix and he's exactly the level of fame that he wants to be which uh, is why yeah. he clowns and he's he's such yeah. a smart guy he could be at any level he wants but he wants this much fame just enough to go on stage and say what he has to say sell a few books tell some dirty jokes and go home and I and now I'm and now I appreciate him so much more. I'm like, no, that that's the right way because fame, uh, clout, reach for its own sake, I think would drive me crazy. I think I think I'm too sensitive for it. I think I would uh, do a Jordan Peterson, start crying. Yeah, we're literally like at the threshold of of like too much. Like we're just we're just we're just like. <laughs> right there dude you know what i mean and we if we break through that thing like i don't know i'll deal with it but i mean it's it's gonna be a like I, like here's the thing i'm moving to a new flat right and i want to hear your opinion on this because here's the thing i want to fucking show the view of this flat i want to stream and be like Yo, look at this fucking view look at like what i can see look at the building but obviously that reveals my location if you people really start analyzing you know yep and Technically, at my level, I could probably still get away with it. I'm still streaming around Prague with no issues necessarily. Mm -hmm. But any more than this, or maybe just that one, you know, novel occurrence or some shit happens, you know, mm -hmm. that it happened. But uh, 
Like I want to be able to do those things still, you yeah. know. Yeah, you want you want there to be you want to be able to enjoy it and have fun. Um and I would say this this is like I said to you about the new channel, the the uh the philosophy channel. I'm really enjoying that. And it's I can it's, tell. it's a fraction of, of the major channel, but I'm enjoying it so much more because that's what I want to talk about. That's what I, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'd love to do a video today, but can't because it's not in sequence and uh, you know and yeah. I'm, I'm inspired and motivated and had i known how little the numbers mattered i would have i would have done this uh i would have done it much much sooner but yeah I, do, I don't i i mean you know i actually after the interview with david he was saying the pressure he's under right now he's in huge demand right now more than he's ever been and he said oh, I, he was saying i like it but i've lost my weekends like but you you know what that's like i know what it's like you just don't and you you lose the uh, there's the privacy elements as well. You you don't have that discretionary gap to be a fucking goofball and say dumb shit that pushes the boundaries and right. dance over the laser beams and all your people in your chat already know you. They're like, yeah, we we know what this guy does and doesn't mean. You do that in front of a million, five million people. <laughs> you keep it, man. Keep it. I'd rather have my. Uh, I'd rather feel free and safe. And, and and just, I mean, the pure fuckery that we're able to get away with in this stream, just like the silly shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at the progression, degression of Rogan's podcast, he doesn't fuck around anymore at all. There are no more jokes. There's nothing funny. Because he owes, he owes people in suits. He's signed a huge contract. I've never signed a contract, anything like that big, but I've signed contracts with people before. And my God, it can steal your sense of humor. You know, when your ass is like, and you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, time to perform. It ain't funny. It's not. And you're not You're not in that bouncing, jovial, full red blood flow mode, which Joe right. would have been in. I, I bet he misses the days where there was like a thousand people tuning in. And it's him with his dumb friends talking about whatever the fuck they wanted oh, and making dude, each other laugh. He literally, like, I don't, I mean... It's kind of a strong word, but he kind of abandoned his core friend group because they're really, you know, uh, what do you say? Like dive bar homies, you know, like they're they're really not politically correct, saying just silly fucking shit that you'd hear at a dive bar. And so he can't be with them anymore. How many millions was he offered for the Spotify deal? Oh, somebody in the chat. Like it. Was it like was it, three? Was it north of 80 million? I, I, I think it's around 100. I, but I didn't yeah. just want to say that. I think it was like a hundred million or some fucking nonsense like that, dude. Hundred mil. Uh, yeah. It's, it's is it hundred mil? It's that's reality changing money. It's okay. not Bill Gates money, but for people for a guy who grew up in Boston and was a stand up comic and a and a uh, not a particularly high level Taekwondo fighter for years, who's then a bit part actor because he's a good looking guy. It's fucking mind blowing reality warping money and if you don't get up there slowly it, it, it fucks you up I've, I've seen it so many times it just kills people and, and especially especially if something's a passion project and you yeah. get paid that much money for your passion project it's like if you do a philosophy channel got offered that money or my fucking extra live stream channel did i wouldn't perform the same way i don't know if you would either you know no i, I wouldn't because right now you know, I can just imagine it like, Joe, we love you. Uh, we want you on our platform. And so like front end, 
of a timeline friendly joe we love you joe fog you're so funny you're such a good dude join up with us what's the money ah we'll talk about the money just sit with us let's have a conversation you know this is the money it could be we're not promising i've had all this done to me it's a slow sell you're slowly boiled it would have taken a few months he gets to go home to his wife and be like you won't believe this they're talking about offering me 18 million plus i hope this works he then hopes it comes through it comes through sign the dotted line yeah it's not so friendly down there anymore it's not so fucking friendly it's not ah. joe you're the man it's uh joe uh uh, uh joey diaz uh, is he actually a crack addict does he actually shit in the shower and does he actually like he stabs people in the neck it's just with spotify we really feel for you joe for you for your brand uh, it's just not not joey or joey if it was once 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 there's no joey there's no Alex Jones. There's no, you know, there's no, there's nobody who can talk. The whole point was freedom. The whole point was uh, to talk outside the box. And then the walls close in and it ain't friendly. And it's not Joe, you're the best thing ever. It's Joe, you owe us a hundred million, mate. It's a big deal. Please, please do as you're told. Yeah, that's like your head on a plate, man. A hundred million to live up to. No one can live up to a hundred. No one, no human being on the earth could live up to that money. What a, what a wonderful thing to say. There's no such thing as a podcast that is so great that it justifies a hundred million dollars. That's a hundred percent true. There's literally nothing we could we could map that out for a year. You could have a podcast that offered people, I don't know therapy or like it's not worth 100 million so yeah that's a perfect way of saying it your your human brain is going oh this for this and you can't think like that you can't that's not how rich people think but working class guys who've been bouncers who've worked bar who did stand-up comics they think this for this at that level it you you can't and when you do it it's uh, it fucks you up it's a it's a it's a money problem it's a control problem and it's a restriction problem he's got suits breathing down his neck he's constricted he's not loose and it must you know he is the pioneer of the first podcast star that got fucked over like every musician without music labels (laughs) (laughs) now he knows how it feels He's literally the first person in podcast history to experience what a musician has for the last hundred of years. Yeah. It's like every musician who signs some fucking label, they always complain about it. And then their music drops in quality insanely. You know, there was a period when I started out doing coaching where I really only had musicians. And the number of times, and some of them had been like, They'd had like number ones. They'd been big stars, but they would they'd be like one hit wonders. And the reason why is because they came up. They're young. They love music. It's their passion. They get that one. They get that hit. Maybe it's the nineties, the early two thousands, whoever, whatever the genre is. And the shit that goes with it poisons the well. Their association between music, it could be music and drugs. It could be music and my boyfriend started cheating on me. My friends turned on me, my family ostracized me, and that association is dead. So the thing that gave them the most pleasure in the world is now a source of infinite heartbreak. And I could connect with, I'm not a musician, you know me, I don't fucking think about music, but I had the same thing done to me in martial arts on a much, much lower scale, where there was a whole, uh, as a whole, like, um, what are they, the narcissistic term for it is, um, 
oh bollocks it's like a smear campaign dogpiling whatever and i got i got i got done in in the martial arts which was my big love and they took a shit in my heart and i was like every time i thought about martial arts i was like uh they took my passion i yes. think joe's going through the same thing they've taken the one thing that he he loved that podcast yes and they've taken a shit in his heart do you know uh <laughs> Oh, speaking of, oh, it's funny because I was going to tell you a story that I actually heard on Rogan of Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins. Do you know him? Uh, yes. Yes. So uh, Smashing Pumpkins is probably one of my top five favorite bands ever. Uh, really, I mean, I still think they're ahead of their time in terms of like what they wrote. But anyways, he was on the top of the world, like fucking like made it with music and his whole family in his band like had some feud that lasted over decades and it, it was like crazy band drama plus the labels like did some shady deal with him specifically against his bandmates and um he regrets of that half and whatever and he literally got into pro wrestling did you know this no. he became dude billy corgan after he shaved his head became like a villain manager on uh tna which is a uh WWE's rival pro wrestling uh, company. So he was wow. just like this like fucking villain manager. Like then the reason why he said that he decided to get into it, it was because it had nothing to do with music. Like he hated music after that. I, I mean, I had the tiniest taste of it and uh, I can really see how your passion can, if the thing that you're passionate about is the thing that burns you, it breaks your heart, man, because you can't that's your solace that's your joy you can't it's only uh in the last two years that i was able to go back to it to, to martial arts and even then i'm not i'm like on the outskirts of my love of martial arts because i was deep into it now i can yeah. sometimes go on the bags and do kickboxing and that's that's good enough but yeah it's um it's really 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 tough it's really really brutal and and yeah i think uh i think you're you're right when you say like joe joe is living like um a sad rock story like in the uh yeah call these biopics yeah. The yeah in the biopic where they sign over to a manager and they think it's the best thing in the world because there's some kid from some estate somewhere and then they get into the contract and they find inside the belly of the beast does not look how it looks from the outside of the belly of the beast <laughs> well, well dude i mean like we're really fortunate that i mean you decided to start this new channel as well as i did in a good amount of time you know like i find my passion on my second channel which is way tiny you found your passion in this as well and it's like i think about i almost set it up intentionally or i maybe made it took like a detour somewhere where my main channel is all and i'm tired of talking about a lot of it the, the videos that i make about that shit i'm so fucking exhausted like i don't want to cover drama and shit i don't give a fuck half the time you know but when i look at sometimes that, you're making the face that i was making two years ago <laughs> and i'm like oh I, I can tell that hurts i remember your discussions up and and you know i hadn't lost my entire faith in that yet but i remember you telling like dude I, I can't i don't know if i can keep making videos like this on my main channel and i'm like what is it? it can't be that bad <laughs> now i'm like i get it i completely get it and um uh what i what i was trying to say here is like because now that i just look at the content that i produce on the main channel as a job mm -hmm. when i 
make music, when I stream, when I like want to do like a fun uh, artistic project and I have my own money, pay out of my own pocket with it, I feel so much more fulfilled. I don't worry about the views that it's going to get. I don't worry if it's going to be heard. Is it accessible enough? It's literally just a passion project for the sake of it. And then knowing that this main channel is for another situation, it, it I don't know. It's way better than trying to mix that passion project with the work. Yeah, definitely. It's it's much, much smarter. It, it reminds me of, um, I think a lot of the people who follow us, they are creative types, so they already know. But if, you, if, you're, not, if you're not a creative type, the best representation of this is the book and the movie Misery, where, not to give too much away, a writer is kidnapped and forced to write. And he's forced to write the narrative that somebody who literally has him imprisoned, it's a story of Stephen King's relationship with his publisher, um, where she literally has him in prison and he's forced to write things and it's misery. The misery is not being kidnapped. The misery is not being kept from his family. The mis the real misery is being forced into the creative process because it feels ugly. It feels really dark. It's, it's a very, very uncomfortable experience. Oh, for sure. You feel yeah, like man. such a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think about this like, silly drama for fun about the red blazer thing and i'm like if i did sign a contract and i was huge i had a team and then there's like fucking managers like i don't know pierre i don't think that's a good idea and it's not good for your brand and then like i want to do the ridiculous editing that i put in it too it's like i don't know if this is gonna fly pierre like i mean you're cussing a lot here too i just i feel like it's you know like i don't have to deal with any of that i can put yeah. any absurd nonsense in anything and yeah. it keeps me alive in the same way that i hope your second channel keeps you alive dude yeah it, it does there's a there's a there's a there's a joyousness and there's, and there's a flow to it and um it's like uh, i've been talking on that channel a lot about the gospel of thomas and that saying if what is within is what is within you is brought forth from you it will save you if what is within you is left within you, what is within you will destroy you. And what is within me is what you see there on the channel. And just bringing it out, just like, it's like on, um, it's like uh, taking off a burden and it's yeah. like, uh, it's a rejuvenating, refreshing, energizing experience. I feel, I feel lighter and better for doing it. And that's who I am. And I, that's what I think about. I don't sit around thinking about, narcissism and psychology issues and maybe when i was like so, in my 20s <laughs> so as you lift off the burden and find your passion in the second channel you bring david ike on and you see the facebook comments that give you an emotional flashback to the old days <laughs> yeah yeah it was that really that, that level of 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 savagery um it's, it's still i'm still trying to place it i i actually haven't fully done the sort of that's what shock is you, are, you see something and you experience something, you can't integrate it. So you, whilst the yeah. brain tries to assimilate it, my brain's still assimilating it. Um, something about the, the, the mean-spiritedness, just this, like, I don't remember who I was talking to, uh, this conversation about evil. Um, and like, if somebody, I don't know, Hitler, bad experiences, did terrible things to people. Okay, that happens, but it's not... The common, the most common thing is people do shitty things. They didn't have bad experiences. 
and they do it because they like it. Racism. What's racism mainly powered by? I think people just like it. I don't think it's a software fault, it's a genetic, it's NF. Nah, people just having a good time, man. Just they like really like that shit. Yeah, no, like a lot, dude. I don't think politically anymore. I literally only think sociologically, psychologically, maybe philo philosophically. Can I just say for the audience, that's not just here so that he doesn't get in trouble. When I try to engage Pierre politically, privately, he doesn't, he, do, he won't do it. And you're right to, I think. You're right to. You're right because it's because it's a dead end. Like we like we said about the whole race issue. Like, are we gonna keep talking about this and deconstructing it? <laughs> Paul, it was Paul. What are we where are we going? Are we gonna come up with like a formula in a bottle and go everybody drink yes. this? And you get your no. You know, it's like I, I follow the political compass shit. I, I understand it. You know, I do watch politically based podcasts at times. The, the 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 big reason why I'm so reluctant to is if you look at I mean to speak in woo woo metaphysical terms you solidify those ideas when you use the language you it, it solidifies a form of thought that I just don't want to push out there you know like it's it's not it's not that's not let's not say it's woo I mean that is that is philosophy, that is psychology, that is like every school of religion for thousands of years has been saying some variation of that. It literally is, well, li it literally is, literally actually, it's literature. So you write it, you think it, you speak it, you make it. Yes, so it's like, it's not even the direct format of what you say, it's not the specific words, it's the, the map that comes out beneath the words so if i only talk about things sociologically or philosophically people will frame everything through those terms but the moment i spew out political terms that map gets thrown out and that's a map of a place i don't give a fuck about i don't want to be there we we could even argue and i would argue that it's a fundamentally poisonous map like psychology, yeah. I, tr I truly believe psychology is an intrinsic, it's not useless, like politics isn't useless, but the map itself is a poison and sometimes you need it, but handle it with care and handle it as little as you can because it, I th the, po the poison of it is, I think it forces us to be dishonest and to lie because mm -hmm. you, you're not. Even the co the coordinates are fucked up. Like, what are we even talking about? Like, with racism, so like, are you racist? Are you not? I'm like, hang on a second. Does race exist? Show me the science. Show me. And then you you start going backwards, and you end up in this regressive conversation where you're like, I don't even agree with your coordinates. Like psychology, I would say I don't even agree with the coordinates of what psychology is. That's what makes it poisonous. It's like this: you have a map, or you have two maps. One map. To get to the supermarket is an arrow, like from your point to the thing, maybe a little turn here and there. And then a new map gets introduced that's way more accurate, stuff that people don't know about navigation. There's longitude, latitude, but they're in letters. There's colorful shapes, and it's like telling you to go up and around the block before you get to here because uh, it's actually more polite to not cross your neighbor who's watering the yard over here and by then you're like i don't even want the food at the supermarket i i can't i don't like just 
I don't need the map. Just show me where the fuck to go. This map is illegible. Right. <laughs> it wasted my time. It burnt my energy. It didn't take me where I wanted to go. I'm still fucking hungry. <laughs> but then the people that have the map are like staring at it like it's a masterpiece, but they never get the food. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, man. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh I think I will go to bed early tonight. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to push you. It's already. I mean, you've been talking nonstop for at least five hours. Gandalf is ready for his beddingtons. <laughs> I my uh, battery is dying. I must move to another section of the room. Everybody will come with me. It will be an exciting or, or, experience for you. All. Or, I mean, we can close it out now, dude. If you need to leave. Um. Actually, yes. That's probably that's probably the smartest thing. I probably have very little of, of meaningfulness to uh to to say um at this point in my liquefied brain state well it's been a pleasure to talk to you and to see everybody in our beautiful polite echo chamber um i love it and i'm gonna stick with it man <laughs> lovely stuff yeah it's uh it's it's nice to be able to have these kind of conversations in a, a non-volatile non-hysterical space um, it was a pleasure talking to you, sir. Indeed. Um, I'll say it for you since you're tired. Thank you okay. for your time and attention, everybody here. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye.